I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And I'm Tom Saunders in New York's Flatiron District, where I continue to recover from COVID. After, after more than two years from the start of the pandemic, uh, uh, actually, I got the COVID only a week ago. And when I arrived to New York after spending a year isolated in my home in Los Angeles, California, I found a city that seemed more than half empty. Stores in my neighborhood were boarded up and blocks were empty of pedestrians, even in midday. I could cross streets when the lights were red and no cars were anywhere in sight. Now, forget about it. The streets are crowded all the way from Union Square on 14th Street and its jammed outdoor Christmas market, all the way up to 54th Street and Rockefeller Center's famous tree. And now, the big light show in front of Saks Fifth Avenue. I know, because in my condition, even though I am more than a week into recovery, I must now avoid those crowds. Yet, I cheer the return of tourists, Scotty. On this podcast, we love tourists and touristic places. Our pleasantest memories are when we've been tourists too. We scorn the people who scorn tourists, but we only scorn briefly because... It's not in the nature of tourism to be scornful. You know, Tommy, if Yogi Berra was still around, he'd probably say, New York is so crowded, no one goes there anymore. Well, wherever you walk in the Big Apple these days, the streets are indeed packed with a happy and energetic tourists that we love, as well as the locals trying to keep up and dodge the various obstacles navigating city streets. And even the more perilous world of the indoors seems to be packed as well, as I found working my way through the five deep mob at the bar at Pete's Tavern on the way to the restroom. As you know all too well, Tommy, COVID cases are going up. So I sat at a covered outdoor table, which was uh, a bit nippy considering the rain and the 38 degree <laughs> temperature. So as you and I predicted in our very early podcast, the onset of this pandemic, it's a bit like the roaring 20s out there. If only we didn't still have to worry about the roaring symptoms of the respiratory ailments floating around. Of course, on second thought, we could also just conjure up Alfred E. Newman and say, what, me worried? You know, I never even thought of the Alfred E. Newman conjuring approach <laughs> yeah. to uh, the COVID, the, the lingering COVID problem. I, <clears throat> you and our, our astute listeners may tell that even my voice represents some, uh, it, it reveals or betrays uh, uh, the lingering effects of COVID. Oh, well, Tommy, it's one of those things where like a great writer, just as you are, uh, you, you, you're going to amplify on it, but just hearing your words, it gave a, 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 your voice it was a thousand words and pictures and, and sadly so. And then, you know, of course, yes. I was one of the lucky ones last December where that particular Omicron phase uh, resulted in my case in, in more of a, a mild cold, but yours has, has dragged on. But thankfully, it at least allowed you, since you're no longer contagious, to, to uh, and, and, which is incredible, Tommy, what you've done. You walking the streets of New York, split screen, Tommy, uh, June 2021, when those very same streets were barren, even as you said, a bit yeah. scary. It's, no, uh, it, it really was uh, remarkable. To, after I drove out on that historic cross-country driving trip, Yes. With just me <clears throat> inside my car, I, 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 I think that's actually normal to drive inside your car. 
Yeah, that part yeah. of it, it's actually what most people do. <laughs> um, and I and I did that. I stayed inside my car. I didn't want to try to reinvent the driving experience. Or and, and reinvent sitting behind the wheel. Yeah, right. No, no. I, I sat firmly behind the wheel the entire time, even though the Volvo is very good at, at <clears throat> keeping me in the lane and stopping, uh, if you put it uh, uh, on cruise control. It is absolutely a wonderful yeah. uh, companion. And and, and I, I have to give a shout out to Google Maps, too, for making it possible. But Scotty, oh. when I arrived here and I was I, I was thoroughly convinced I would never get COVID, except maybe I would. It was. <laughs> have you ever been in that situation? Yeah, where you were convinced, convinced yeah. of one thing, but still acknowledge something else yeah. may happen. Yeah. And, well, the first is important because you need that belief. And, and, and it did carry you through. You're one of the what there should be a new term. Uh, for the ones getting it now for the first yeah. time. And, the and, Nowies. Uh, the Nowies, yeah, the finalies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know, you know, in this, what's better? Is it better? You know, who knows? It's never a good time to get it. But again, yeah. so I have to say quickly that what you're doing, yeah. we always say uh, uh, the two and a half years or more we've done this podcast, if only we, well, I don't know, if we existed in 1918, that would have made us quite old now. But uh, for the Spanish flu, the great influenza, there was no audio record of what that was like. No. We can't. We don't know what people like when they had the flu. Did they continue on with it? Did they walk on, in, in the Union Square, which was a different scene then? But what we're doing, what you're doing, especially right now, is giving a vivid audio audio slides, if we, as we've dubbed them, to this yep. chapter in history that literally, we always joke, it's not even joking, it's, it's real no. that people a thousand years now will be listening to this, but <laughs> yes. not just people, historians, scholars <laughs> will be scouring this, yeah. sitting in to advanced every... research rooms that we can't no. even picture at this point, no. every word that you're saying for evidence of what it was like. Bored graduate students writing down <laughs> and, and, and analyzing, even diagramming our sentence grammatically. Yeah, uh, I, I feel sorry for those guys, the graduate students who yeah. have to study our, our podcast a thousand years from now, because, <laughs> you know, you have to I'm sure language has changed and evolved and you have to figure out what we're saying. And but still, you have to do it. So just keep it up. These uh, board graduate students oh, don't yeah. give up. Uh, in the meantime, Scotty, I've read just read this is hot off the Wall Street Journal, <clears throat> how. The idea of lingering, because one of the things that made me nervous is would I get this thing called long COVID? Well, that's always the fear. Yeah, that's the fear, you know, and and um, uh, and the uh, but according to this article, it's it's very normal for these types of uh, respiratory diseases is to linger for 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 a few weeks afterwards or several months even. But that's normal. It's yeah. actually for, for respiratory diseases in general. So the whole idea of lingering COVID, people talk about brain fog. I never got the brain fog. Thank heavens. I, I, my brain is in some ways sharper than it's ever been. Oh, and as our listeners is evidenced by your fine work. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, that is true, Tom, what you said about, uh, you know, long COVID is something which in some rare cases, it, it, it's something different. But I remember, and I've been lucky not to have had, you know, big illnesses the last several years, but I remember getting 
you know, some winter, uh, well, not really a flu, but just a cold even that lingered and, and always having that yeah. stuffiness for at least three weeks and doing a show. I remember in Ottawa, Canada, which was grand in so many ways in that fine parliament building. But I just remember, I thought, I, isn't this cold over yet? And being on stage and sort of still feeling stuffy three weeks in. So as you say, that's a uh, par for the course. Yes. Uh, and then again, so, to my knowledge, yeah. not playing golf, but it wouldn't no. be bad if you did. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and frankly, I, I have to say, uh, by the way, you brought up something. I, I can't let this go. It's, it's yeah. lingering in my brain. Uh, it, there's a cliche, and it is an old cliche, not just a medium age cliche. Yeah. Uh, picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. But you turned that on its head. And you showed, uh, demonstrated or asserted at any rate, just a few minutes ago, if you go back in time to earlier portion of this podcast, yes. which I, I sometimes like to do to return to the history of today's podcast. Yes. When you said that you and you were giving me a very great and, and rare compliment, you, you were saying my word pictures were, were like a thousand pictures. So this time it was the pictures, like the words that were spoken and I suppose because of the tone of my voice, you can hear the the uh, the respiratory illness in my voice. Uh, and, and so you actually turned it on its head. Uh, uh, the words that actually uh, are worth a thousand pictures, which, by the way, and that's it's still true that a picture is worth a thousand words. So that's a thousand times thousand. <laughs> that's right. That's, so right. that's a million. Pictures. Isn't that a million? Yeah, because at least because you've got all the pictures and all the words thrown in, so it's, it's yeah. Uh, but it really you're capturing literally everything that could be captured. Is my point? There's nothing no, left on the field. The math, as they of, would it, say. the yes. math of it is overwhelming. That's what's yeah. exciting. It's, oh yeah, it's, that that uh, that that you've talked what what I've created. I didn't know I was doing it right now, and certainly I didn't expect I was able to do it while still recovering from a lingering COVID that I produced over a million words just with a few words, but okay. which were turned into a thousand pictures. Well, and then that, each word, each picture is worth a thousand words. That, see, that yeah. kind of math is boggling to the well, mind. Well, that's Nobel Prize winning right there. And, and really yeah. it's so groundbreaking in so many ways. And it also is what in the future will reduce the length of podcasts. If, <laughs> if, only if, it's a big if. They yeah. could master what you've already mastered, <laughs> the ability to turn, uh, you know, words into thousands of pictures and, and vice versa. So uh, millions of pictures and words millions. in five minutes, it, they'll be shorter. <laughs> they'll be shorter. And but you won't be feeling you're missing out on anything. No, missing out. You'll feel like you've had you instead of spending hours listening to, to a million words, a million words, literally, yeah. Scott, we did the math uh, we, and we did it without a blackboard. Yeah. We did it without the crutch of an overhead projector. Yes. Uh, um, but it's, but it, 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 we did the math. And it, it, what we, what we, you, you're right. We created a new way of podcasting that, produ that compresses a million words of podcasting into what, what has it been? 11 minutes and two uh, seconds? Barely 11 minutes. So, I mean, this is really, again, without meaning to be, we never said it the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we're scientists. We're going to win it over for science and math. I and mean, those are my two weakest subjects. Weakest. I never would have promoted that. And yet here we are, Tommy, not for the first time by any means, 
putting forth things that scientists will be sitting on the edge of their very hard <laughs> chairs uh, trying to glean whatever they can from this. Uh, and, yeah, and I feel sorry for them with their hard chairs. They, they, yeah. But it's true. If they have a big, cushy, comfortable, lazy boy recliners, <laughs> they'll yeah. generally fall asleep while they're doing their math. Oh, yeah. And they'll fall behind the Chinese. <laughs> Yeah. And the ones that we worried about, those the vaccine, you know, we, that was one of our early podcasts. <laughs> we always assume everyone doing noble work, the most efficient, non-procrastinating people. Are. But what if they're not? What, what if there's a few a little procrastinators like, yeah, I got, hey, that vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, later in the week, I'm going to get to it. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, we, and, 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 and we're sitting there assuming, you're right, that they're working with maximum efficiency, using every second of the day to produce whatever it is we want them to produce. And this, in that case, vaccines. Yeah. Uh, uh, but how do, or, or, or it could be a, a solution to global warming, or they just manage, by the way, uh, uh, not to bury this lead, but they've they've created uh, fusion nuclear uh, fusion yeah nuclear I, fusion with lasers yeah, exactly uh, which could lasers. be a whole other podcast because we celebrate these scientific breakthroughs and by the way that's probably the biggest story maybe in in weeks or months and yet uh, probably buried somewhere i did see it on one of my you know feeds but certainly it's not going to be the lead story I absolutely was, i totally agree that was the sto- story when on the on the new york times and wall street journal Digital, it's somewhere down the road, you know, somewhere <laughs> below something involving Ro Khanna or uh, yeah, certainly uh, after you yeah, have the guy, the crypto guy who's the crypto guy, way, way below that, and uh, uh, way, way, bef- yeah, uh, but it is the it will change everything, of course, supposedly, and and we'll have oh, free uh power for everyone and uh with no global emissions so that's kind of a big story fortunately we did not bury it no 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 podcast so (laughs) yeah uh, i wonder how they feel today like they were probably going hey come on brace yourself they're going to be calling on us and they wake up the next day and it's like this story that barely you know no one's even calling and it's it's you know yeah the scientist friends don't because they're jealous (laughs) so you know they're not going to say anything nice and so it's uh yeah yeah, but again, they, they're all mean... assembled for a big uh, press conference and only Scientific American and popular <laughs> science reporter yeah, right. shows up. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that fortunately, there's us and we are the clarion that uh, call. I, I believe that that's the right word we, uh, that uh, includes this in our in, a, in our other big uh, story, which is that I may not have lingering COVID, um, you know, long-term COVID. No, no, I think it's just, look, you you really got it. I mean, like I said, I've had colds that just kind of dragged on you. And yeah. it's not that you're laid up in bed with that classic thing with the thermometer and the, no. the towel and the, you know, that whole look. And a hot water bottle hot on water. my head. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've been out version. on the streets, uh, which this podcast wouldn't be possible if you hadn't ventured out. Right. And uh, uh, what does it feel, though, as you see the happy tourists, which we love, well, uh, that's in your, you know, this person who's emerging from this shadow. Imagine, Scotty, uh, it, it is a, it is fascinating. And and we mentioned that we are lovers of the tourists. We don't scorn no. touristic places. And I just can't, uh, where I got COVID was probably in the most touristy part of America. Like uh, uh, Disney World is 100 percent built and designed and in every way um, created for tourism, tourism, you know, for people coming from all over the world to the these huge lands that they have. And um, I I don't resent that. I I 
uh, and or, or all the tourists that you see, including the, I mean, you see people from literally all the sectors of life who can, at least who can afford the, to get into Disney and have an iPhone because you have to have an iPhone. But you yeah. see very unhealthy types of people, you know, <laughs> riding around on these cars because they're too huge to just walk around. And you see a lot of that um, at both Disneyland and Disney World. And it does make you reflect on, thank God, we are much more healthy than a lot of people. Well, it's nice to put yourself in situations with unhealthy looking people just to feel better about yourself. Yes, that's it. I mean, you wish, you know, we wish them well and hope they get healthier. Totally wish them well. Yeah. And hope hope they get off those those little carts that they those electric carts that they go around instead of walking, which just makes them more and more unhealthy. Uh, uh, but it, you're right; it is important to, you know, not not uh, make a big deal out of it or make the unhealthy feel uncomfortable. But it is helpful to realize how healthy you are, and then only to discover you have COVID, Scotty. Yeah, that, that was the surprise ending of uh, my Disney that little adventure. twist. And well, because now there's new things, you know, Tommy. The, and this has been said by many. I mean, so much of the world now has moved on, and yeah, and they don't think of it. And and I'm in a situation where I, as you know, as our listeners know, I'm out on out on the town and seeing yeah. events and screenings and, and and many more I want to share with our listeners. But I wear the mask, and and, and there are some pick and choose situations like the Northwestern Medill. A gathering. I went with Ginger on November 30th. And, uh, you know, that was uh, you've been to many in the pre-pandemic days. And it was important to go to that. And I and- think I've been to. Yeah, I've been to one. And and, and it was uh, uh, it, you're right. In those days, we didn't even know that we weren't wearing masks. <laughs> think about <laughs> we it. We didn't know we could. Yeah, so we didn't know that. And, and, and it was just I mean, it is amazing. I remember remember the early days when the pandemic started watching a motion picture on television with my sister and brother-in-law. And just, I couldn't focus on the movie. It was like, it was an Albert Brooks picture, um, Defending Your Life. And it's like, they're just standing next to each other talking <laughs> without a mask. I was just fascinated. I mean, it was really just incredible. Like, yeah. And not even thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Although I would think about it occasionally, even the old days being on the subway. And of course, someone would sit down seconds later, start to cough and sneeze. But then it was just, oh, great. I'm going to get this guy's cold. And <laughs> yeah. that was a burden. And, yeah. And, uh, but but but, you know. but but that's fascinating. Yeah, we now look at, at we have crossed an abyss where we look upon just a couple of years ago as being a, as as if people were riding in Model Ts and <laughs> uh, Fords and and and, uh, and going to to uh, speakeasies. You know, we talk about the 1920s, Scotty. Yes, I yeah. wonder. I wonder. I truly wonder. This is 1922. Uh, yeah. It's 2022, the yeah. equivalent of 1922. I guess yeah. America was exactly. starting to roar uh, and and become wild and stock market and bonds and just crazy investment schemes and so yeah. on. Um, we have to want, you know, people were predicting a wild America. I, I, actually, I don't know. I, I have to say that the, the tourism, the level of tourism in America and people lining up to go onto the roof, uh, bar you know people lining up to go oh, into yeah. the friends experience a store that's just based on a sitcom a, a yep. one sitcom uh people uh and and just the blocks filled with people uh, uh as you get around um the the uh rockefeller center area which oh, is absolutely, absolutely yeah. filled and i like that yeah. i'm happy yeah. for for new york and and yeah. i'm happy to be in a touristic place wherever i've lived i've 
in, in recent years. It's been a, a, a in a like L.A. near Santa Monica, a huge tourist magnet. But uh, so uh, and also there are some who remember in the early days pandemic. And I understand why the fear. But people fled the touristic areas and the areas of large uh, crowds of people. Yes. And, 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 and as we talked about early, early, early on in, in on our podcast, that that didn't even really turn out to be the safest thing to do. You're better no. off in areas where there's fine medical facilities and, and access to care and all that. But I welcome it. I, well, it could be exhausting. Like I remember last Saturday I was walking through, took the subway, packed, 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 packed. SantaCon, which is the life of all these young ladies and and they're wearing Santa outfits and going from bar to bar. But it literally was exhausting because I'm tired. This is a whole other yeah. podcast or a year of podcast. Yeah. Uh, as you know, and I say this with great modesty and, and humble that being a great pedestrian, it yeah. means that I observe all the rules and courtesies of a pedestrian the way not and many don't. They walk on the wrong side of the sidewalk. So it's exhausting to me dodging people and electric bikes and oh all of that terrifying and, and, uh, but yet i do it tommy i don't stay in my room in my in my apartment and no so it's, it, i love it it's invigorating but it's um and then as i said pete's tavern comically yeah. and we've been there many times in the earth yes. the pre and post pandemic days and uh, but so packed but what i did tommy i wanted to get out of there quickly and I was working my way through, but then two ladies were coming through. I could have either continued my forward path or stepped back and allowed them to leave, which I did. And I smiled at both of them. They smiled at me. You know what, Tommy? It was worth it. Wow. So just for that smile, you you could have charged through and shoved them out of the way. Yes. Uh, uh, but, you know, with one with your left hand and one with your right hand, <laughs> just pushed them no, out of the way. Out. You didn't do that. Out of my way, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, and I gave I, I them the yeah. so so. I, and you're saying you're wearing masks. I mean, uh, you never really stopped wearing masks on the subway. I don't think I right? have not. And in fact, I'm going to be getting a haircut cheering uh, after this podcast. And I still wear the uh, the mask as I'm being catered to by uh, uh, Manny, who does a wonderful job. But I, uh, yeah, so I can well, still keep it on. This raises a question, and honestly, I'm my mind. I, I don't have. Uh, brain fog so i uh, hopefully i'll be able to solve it is it possible you know we we talk about the great pedestrian building a statue i i say it should it should dwarf everything in new york city you say it should just be in a human level we're still working that out yeah uh um uh but is it possible that there's a statue of you as the great pedestrian which you are and and will be until somebody's knocked you off i don't think anybody's come close statistically (laughs) Uh, but also the the great COVID person, uh, you know, the, the, the guy who wears his mask. That's another statue this time showing you wearing masks while others don't. Well, this uh, is the, this is another uh, question is we'll have to two, deal with. Two well, statues of the same person well, in, in one city. That's going to have to be worked out. Now, what, there could be a, a budget saving alternative that the initial iteration of my statue, which again, it, from my point of view, should be life size, but then we'll work it uh, out. The statue is a great pedestrian. Yeah, great pedestrian should include the mask uh, then. That, at that, that time, the original version of it. Uh, and then people will say, take it off. Who wants to be reminded of that? And others will say, no, that was a part of history. Right. That was when he, he began speaking of his great walks and he was honored by. You know, you and all that. So that's going to be a battle. That's city council. That's a lot of stuff. You know, well, that- it's, a, it's a discussion we need to start right now, though, because that must be it. Yeah. I, I don't think we. this is something we should not procrastinate. 
Now, uh, of all the things we procrastinate, this is probably the one thing we really need to get right down to right away. Yeah. And that is, should the mask, uh, should the great pedestrian statue just simply have, and I was th- thinking, maybe you're not wearing the mask while you're a great pedestrian. And it would be um, cast iron, of course. Yeah. It, it would look, look amazing. Yeah. Which, by the way, we don't recommend people no. buy a cast iron mask to no. wear. That's, That's only not, for statues. It actually has no more efficacy than the N95. <laughs> surprisingly no yeah you think no more. Uh, and it creates havoc on the face but uh, <laughs> but tommy let me just but, but I just want to you're right yes I, oh, go ahead sir. if i could just finish yes. my my one point yes what if you're shown where you're putting the mask on you're walking you know purposefully and putting your mask on so we see the face because a lot of people will feel cheated about a um, statue that doesn't reveal the face so no. you're putting your mask on like heroically maybe there's a wind you know we kind of have the hair blown back and and you're still putting the mask on it would that work for you oh, no absolutely and i have to clarify too that i don't wear the mask when i'm out doing my great walks and and ever since we were told we didn't need to i haven't so outdoors i so really i shouldn't have the mask then but if the uh, if the statue the hint is that I'm heading into the subway. Yes. Then you could see me, as you said, reaching for it so you'll see it, but not covering my face at that point. No. Wow. So the greatest subway rider, you know, the, the, the greatest pedestrian is about to turn into the greatest subway rider. I, I think that's a, that, that is a, uh, you know, the great mask wearer while you're on the subway. You've always done that. You know, that's your inspiration for everybody. Who knows how many people have been shamed into putting well, on masks. Very few wear them now. And again, I want to be the person who I think what the, the need here is there have been many earnest scientists and people saying, wear the mask, but people get tired of them the way they, they, they do. Yeah, I'm the friendly guy. I don't judge people, but I'm just there and here. I don't go, hey, I'm putting my mask on now. You should too. No, you never hear me say that. No, you never and, do. And, but what I fear, Tommy, you know, I, yeah. and I do wear it in those situations. Again, I went to Saks, as you mentioned, with ginger we're 80% <laughs> off and I yeah for some reason in Saks I didn't want to wear the mask because I just felt like I wanted to be part of that world but yet when I went into CVS I put my mask on so what does that mean well let the scientists figure that out but uh what I what I fear though is when you see online I wore my N95 constantly and so did my kids and I just got it you know yeah. that whole thing but you can only do what you can do, Tommy. And really, it's... Um, That's a uh, great sta- statement, by the way. Yeah. I could see that on a chiseled on underneath <laughs> one of your statues. You can yes. only can do what you can do. You know, and I, the prize I, that I, hasn't really become part of the vernacular yeah. is sports, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's a per- perfect sports analogy. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, you came to play, or great players make great plays. Uh, uh, Which, you can by only the way, do what you can do. Uh, yeah. Well, by the way, sports has sadly become that. There will never be a Yogi Bearism that I referenced in my opening. There will yeah. never be original thought in those interviews in no. the locker room because they're trained in athlete speak. And, yes. uh, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I met a, um, an athlete. I said, uh, we, uh, Ginger and I, and we had a great conversation. And, and uh, then I heard him later on in an interview in the locker room, and he almost sounded totally different. I was like, now I'm doing the athlete right. uh, talk. And so – a part of our mission, we have many missions on yes. this podcast, let athletes speak their truth the way they want to say it and not with guys are getting together. That's the new thing, of course. They don't say the guys. It's guys are playing together. Guys are getting it. Guys right. are feeling it. We're, we're not, and as we talk about all the time, we're not going to leave anything on the field. And that no. one we keep referencing because yes. it's troubling. 
And we've been getting, we get a lot of cards and letters from, uh, you know, uh, what do they call groundskeepers mm. who complain about the amount of clothing and other objects left yeah. on the field. And when we say uh, cards and letters, these are hypothetical. I'm sure these yeah. are groundskeepers who wanted to send cards and then realized nobody sends cards anymore. So they're, yeah. they're, they're living their frustration in silence. <laughs> and we have to give voice to the groundskeepers, uh, you know, uh, leaves. I, I guess what we're saying is uh, leave something on the field for them to pick up so that they have a job or yeah. don't leave. Now, anything. what is the expression, by the way, just for you don't leave anything sake, on the field, you don't leave anything on the field. And, and, and that and, and that's great, except now now that the um, head, the owners of the team of the football teams or base, whatever, whatever sport it is then turn and say, well, do we really need to pay for these groundkeepers since nobody's leaving anything on the field? I, I, that's something I do worry about. And ushers, too, if you're not leaving any. See, probably the fans don't observe that. They leave everything on oh, the floor. Thank God for that for the fans. Yeah, that, yeah. So it's, not, it's an issue that we yeah. must be dealt with. But well, I, but and we're dealing with it. We're, we're yeah, confronting yeah. it. We're not hiding away from it. And uh, But, yeah, Scotty, I mean, the, the excitement of tourism, America, the, the New York office world is not back to normal. I know that because my girlfriend, Sandy, is in the office cleaning business. Yeah. And her company has not, is about 40, 30 percent. It's still not back. Not uh, totally. Not five, seven, five days a far week. Far from yeah. it. Far yeah. from yeah. it, Scotty. Yeah, that and, is, you do miss that. And, and uh, in a way, and then you see this very unattractive hulk of a chase building on, Park Avenue, they tore down a fine glass one that Ada Louise Huxley would write about, the symmetry of really? the glass buildings on Park. And they and I hope that it was they hadn't demolished it yet when the pandemic started, but they had. And it's this giant, by any standard, unnecessary, even in the yeah. pre-pandemic days. And uh, I chuckle a little bit to myself in a yeah. derisive way. And I hope no one hears the derision <laughs> through the chuckle or even yeah. the chuckle itself. Well, <laughs> You don't want to hurt somebody, the architect's feelings. He could be walking right by me he and he'd be, go, what, uh, excuse me, are you chuckling derisively at my work? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just thinking about something my friend said the other day. No, no, I think you started doing it when you walked by my building. Yeah. Oh, that was a coincidence. <laughs> but you were looking up at the building and kind of wincing <laughs> and then chuckling. And yeah, I mean, that's that. In a way, I think that though, maybe the, it would be good for the architects to understand how their buildings affect actual humans and not just other architecture critics. Oh, exactly. Uh, uh, and, and because we all, unlike, let's, uh, let's make this point because we make so many good points in one podcast. Uh, buildings, unlike movies or books or TV shows, you have no choice but to see these buildings if you're yeah. a normal pedestrian, which is yeah. what you are, and you are yeah. an advocate for the pedestrians. Yes. And, and we have no choice but to see these ugly buildings that are and, – and, and to also recall the beautiful buildings that once existed in their stead. So that's one thing I think – and it, it, one thing downtown, this part of town has lots of old buildings, really old buildings, wonderful yeah. – the uh, uh, Victorian types, and it's attracting people. The Flatiron Building is what's bringing them, not the ugly, uh, um, ugly, sort of characterless uh, apartment building across the street from the Flatiron Building. Right. Nobody would go, oh, let's go see that. No, people built in 1980. That. No, they go to the Photographiska Museum, which yeah. is used in the creating 
uh, inventing uh, Anna series and, and, and even the Friends exhibit, uh, no matter how comical may sound, that's in a beautifully repurposed uh, building as well. Amazing so, building. The, yeah. the Harry Potter, they picked a building that looks like it could be in London, this old building from the, in the yeah. sort of vaguely federal style, probably from 1850s. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's just, and, but that's what brings, tour, you know, we talked about tourists, how much we love tourists, how much, the, and now the city needs tourism more than ever because yeah, yeah. the And not to mention, because we'd be remiss if we didn't say a few blocks from the Flatiron, the fine Irving Place, where we are continue oh. to be the unelected, self-appointed co-mayors of Irving Place, yeah. which I, as I said, returned to on Sunday, had a fine dinner at, at Pete's Tavern, and, and we, we've mentioned going to S&P, formerly Eisenberg's. 22nd and 5th that is better than ever as Pete Wells in the New York Times, I believe, uh, wrote in his review. So, uh, by the uh, way, a little tip for that. Uh, yes. If you in, in that we went over to S&P, uh, Sandy and I, uh, a couple oh. days ago for to, to grab a bite and bring mm. it back. Yeah. Now, you'll see a line outside of S&P now, just as you predicted, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Just as you predicted, there's a line now, a permanent line around lunchtime, people trying to get in. We'll go to the head of, if you're just going for takeout you just you just want to order something go to the head of the line go right up to the to wow. the uh, i didn't know that i was standing in line for a little yeah. while no that's just the line for people who want to sit down at the s p ah. and this for people living a thousand years for, uh, from now and listening to this show uh the s p probably still exists uh, I'm sure, uh, and yes. you probably can still go there so you some really of the counter people yourself. may not be working no. there anymore for obvious <laughs> reasons but but by but, the way but, the original counter people we noticed are working there from back when yeah. it was eisenberg's well that's why it's such a, a well-oiled machine and yeah. uh, and a, not a greasy one not at all best uh, combination a great touristic experience uh, of uh, old new york i must add and so and that so, we receive no recompense for saying no. it we just speak our truth uh, that we love it with these places but we receive not a penny and this no. is not Everything on the on the web, as they call it, is, you know, sponsored and this and, and no, we're not an influencer. We just say what we think. And if we influence people, fine. But we yeah. seek no and receive no payment. No. For and it. we don't try to make them feel guilty about that either. Um, I just <laughs> paid full freight, full fare on on a uh, on a pastrami sandwich. And I didn't give them a look like, really? You're going to charge me for it after the nice things I've said to you on my yeah. podcast. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, you just dug into that lean pastrami and which is delicious. I saw you get that when we went there. And, and it's uh, uh, that's that's a good treatment for COVID, too, to just kind of have a great oh, uh, matzo ball soup, Scotty. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's on. been the you know, that's been the choice for centuries, you know, to uh, to heal whatever ails yeah. you. So uh, I, I feel better just thinking about it. Well, Scotty, so much we've covered so much. And and again, our salute to tourism continues forever. We'll never stop feeling great about being in a place that people want to travel literally thousand miles, oh, thousands yeah. and thousands from the other side of the globe. Just and we, we're here. We're, this is where we we're live. here. We don't have to travel. We're just no. we walk outside. So we picked the right place. Yeah. And I and Tom, we're just so thankful that you uh, don't have just what you're doing through. No one would know. Uh, they could hear in your voice, which is great for the historians a thousand yeah. years now. But the fact that you hit your marks, show up on time, know your lines and and perform in the usual superb manner, even 
as the lingering effects of COVID, which isn't long COVID, but no. just the normal lingering effects yeah. that hopefully of, of any stop of any respiratory disease. Yeah, uh, 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 absolutely. We've cre- we've done our our duty uh, by uh, having a, a, over a million words compressed into one word imagery. Uh, that's that's. I feel like we've done a lot today. So on that note, I'm going to just continue to be Tom Saunders. And I remain sincerely your Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.